We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. But it's quite puzzling that, you know, you lose your coordinator, you lose your safeties. It's kind of interesting if you're the Buffalo Bills right now. Yeah, cap space a little bit tight up there in Buffalo right now. Shefty, players... Do not like getting tagged. So those that did not get tagged today are smiling wide. Let's run through some of the players that did not receive the franchise tag. And we start with Jesse Bates, unless you have something else more important to get to. Well, I was going to say they're also expected to lose Tremaine Edmonds in Buffalo as well. Adam Schefter dropping in there, expected to lose. Not confirming that that's a done deal, but expected to lose both Edmonds and Poyer. Jeremy White, Jody Biasi, good morning. Happy Thursday, Sal Capaccio joining us on the Western Hotline. Sal, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. I don't know if you've seen my my Twitter poll I posted. It's it's a it's a good mm-hmm. window into how Bills fans are feeling about the off season, and that is uh, feeling like screw the defense. The offense needs upgrades because the question I asked was, you know, if if both Edmonds and Poyer exit, does restocking the defense take priority? And it is a blowout of no. So, you know, Bills fans focus in the offense. That said, you know, the Edmonds thing, have you felt like they will get that done the whole time? And is, is the idea that he might leave a shock is too strong a word, but if he leaves that it does have to at least change the course of their off season. First of all, not only did I see your poll, I voted in it and I'm one of the 83.5%. Very good. Focus uh, so, on the offense. So there you go. Uh, right. And no, I, I I would not be shocked if he left. I've never felt that they were always going to get something done. However, what I've always felt was they have a path to get something done. Like, they can do it. If they want to do it, they can do it. I was more on the probably 60 to 70% chance that they'd probably get something done, but not a shock if they couldn't. I think after this long, as this has gone on longer, as we've heard people from the Combine, as we heard, at, as we hear Adam Schefter in that clip, I'm much more of in the 50-50 category, and now even probably more the other way, that yeah. it seems like they're not going to keep them. So I never felt that, oh, yeah, they're definitely going to get something done with Tremaine. What I've always said is there's a much easier path to get something done with Tremaine, which is he's young, you could spread the money out, you can give him a longer contract to do that, five, six years, and even on his end, he can get paid again in his career by doing that because he's only 25 years old. So it was always, okay, they, they can really make this work if they want. The, the the trick to that, Jeremy, has always been. But what do they value him at? Because you could you could spread the money out as much as you want, but is he still getting what he thinks he's worth? And if he feels he can go to the market and get something more, then it doesn't matter if you can spread the money out if you're not willing to pay him what he can get from another team. Yeah, and there are obviously questions about well, what would the plan be at linebacker? But I want to take it a different direction, Sal. If you think he might get, and the Bills are prepared to spend seventeen million a year on him, or sixteen, or Let's say 16 for the sake of it. That now means that 16 can go somewhere else. And I guess that would be, for me, the most interesting part of this offseason. Would they spread it around among two, three guys? Or would they then go in for a big-ticket guy? Because Edmonds is a big ticket, which means they were ready to spend that on that position. You know, For some reason, like Mike McGlinchey's name comes up. He's the premier right tackle on the market. Could they surprise everybody and go with another 
another target for that same allotted amount of money. You know, I I wonder how much they were willing to spend on Tremaine, and I also wonder if, was there ever a decision made? I don't know this, but is it possible that maybe they decided midway through last year, at the end of last year, like, we're just, you know, we're going to lose them, and, you know, we're not going to, we we have to deal with this, that we're going to lose them. Not that they had a plan to re-sign him. I mean, I find it hard to believe they would not at least have some money budgeted to try and re-sign him, but maybe they were always kind of resigned to not having that money, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And saying, hey, he's going to play out, and it's just one of these guys where we we did our best for five years with him, and he's going to move on. So let's just say, yeah, they did have this money plan, 15, 16, something like that, whatever it is. Brandon Bean said, you know, they're however he put it, he didn't say it like he did last year about not going out and signing a big fish. But then they signed Von Miller last year. So, Jeremy, I would never put it past them. If there's a guy that, um, you know, they really want and they feel that they can they can help them, they'll find a way to structure a contract to make them that offer, yeah. even if it's a and, bigger type of player. I mean, they've done that. They did it with Von Miller after telling everybody they weren't going to be able to do that last year. Right. And then the other way you could, of course, spend it is lock up one of your own and Correct. who's the next candidate for that? I mean, I guess we could say Ed Oliver, but I don't think that's likely right now. No, and I think it's Gabe Davis. Actually. Gabe Davis is maybe the most likely, and I also think that's not that likely, at least not at this time. Yeah, right. And I, I I've said, and I, I believe I have, I have a sense that they would want to do that, and I think maybe before the season starts at some point. I don't think it has to be now. I, I think that could be like a Dawson Knox route, right? Dawson Knox signed his contract last training camp. Like, see how it goes. He comes back to camp. Hey, let's work on something. We don't want you really going into your last year. And I know people say, what do you mean? Gabe Davis, a little inconsistent, whatever. I've been looking. I mean, I don't know if he approaches 20. That's quite a bit. But if you look at the wide receivers that are making up 15 to 17, like, you could make a case right there that Gabe Davis fits in with a lot of those guys, right? I mean, the $20 million a year guys are guys like Deontay Johnson. Um, you know, there are guys who've had 1,000-yard seasons, no doubt. He's a little below that because he hasn't had that. But let's say Gabe has a le- close to 1,100 yards. Let's say he breaks 1,000 yards. And he puts himself in that category. He puts himself in the uh, 15 to $20 million category, somewhere in there. Like, And that's a wide swath, but what do you say, 17, something like that? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I know that people look on the surface and go, wait a minute, that's a lot of money for Gabe Davis. That's the going rate for receivers like him right now. So yeah, I do think that's that that's probably the next guy up, but they could use that money. They probably have a plan for that. We know the Bills have had a plan in some way, shape, or form uh to be able to do that. And I'm sure they had a plan for Tremaine Edmonds, but obviously that, you know, as you get further down the road, things wind up changing and now they're in this situation where they're gonna have to make those decisions. So to answer your question, I, I mean I can't expect them to sign like a really big name guy, but they did that last year with Von Miller. And if they do have that money available, they could do some restructures here. Then we'll see. Maybe they do wind up signing someone where we're like, oh, okay, well, that makes that's really cool. I can't believe they signed that guy. The one thing that signing Von Miller does is it it, it does you're kind of saying it. It keeps the door open to, well, maybe yeah. they could do something like that because they do talk about wanting to draft and develop their own and resign and develop their own. And they have done that in large part, but if Edmonds is about to walk, he's in part maybe about to walk because they signed Von Miller. Right, like when they signed Von Miller last year, I'm not sure Brandon Bean would have signed the death certificate on a, a, a Edmonds extension, but he would have had to known when when he was signing that deal. It's gonna be a lot harder to pay Tremaine next year. 
if we want to do it. And I wonder if there is a player that he would be willing to go that route again, again, like McGlinchey, whoever it might be. It, it, right now it might be, okay, I would be very willing to pay Gabe da- Gabriel Davis on an extension, but is there a player that can come across Bean's uh, screen there and say, okay, you know what? This for this guy, I would be willing to make it that much harder on myself to sign to sign Davis. Well, I, I mean, we could throw names out and like have wild speculation, which would this would be because I don't know. But let's give an example here. You had that the update about a guy like Jesse Bates. Like, is the way to replace Jordan Poyer, knowing how, how important safeties are in this defense, to go and get a guy like that who's going to cost a lot of money and say he's only twenty six guys? Maybe it's okay. We got our new Jordan Poyer, and we just got six years younger. Yep. Right. Like a guy like that would cost a lot of money and would fit exactly what you're talking about, Joe, where maybe it's off the radar. Like, wait a minute, they just went out and signed Jesse Bates? Like, okay, you steal him from a a team that you lost to in the playoffs, it's really good, you put him in your defense, you have to pay him a lot of money, and now, yep, is that going to cost you next year, Gabe Davis? Is that going to cost you Ed Oliver retaining him? Um, You know, there are guys in 2024, the other guys who are up next year, um, McKenzie, Butker, Epinesa, Daquan Jones, Tim Settle, Micah Hyde, Tyler Bass. There's not a ton of big names. Now, maybe Ed Oliver has a monster year, and you're like, okay, what do we do? Gabe Davis, the same thing. That's why I say maybe you lock one of them up, and maybe you lock Gabe up. But maybe that's a guy like that. McGlinchey's another guy. Maybe he's someone you say, okay, like we can go and we try to um, you know sign him. I said to Joe yesterday, Jeremy, that just recently – I was catching up with an agent that I've known for a while. Nothing about, you know, there was no, like, salacious stuff or anything. It was just like, he went to the combine. We were just chatting about, you know, things going on around the league. And he said to me, he goes, you know, I don't know, Sal, what the Bills are going to do. But it just, I, he said, and it was really cool to hear this. He goes, I'll tell you this, though. They'll have more options than people think because players want to play there. He said, I've never, it's, it's way different than before. Like, who they're playing with, with Josh Allen, where the team is right now, like, they're, they're, there's going to be some players who they might take a little less to go to Buffalo, and that just perked my ears up and yeah. said, okay, well, I guess that just opens the door to more possibilities. Yeah, there's. it's funny, Joe and I were talking about this in the break, too. Like Teams that will benefit from a change in what they represent. Like The Bills get this change from Allen, and maybe some from McDermott. I said to Joe, because there's plenty of speculation, Sal, about Jordan Poyer going to Miami, that I think Miami is about to enter this fray as well of players wanting to go play for Mike McDaniel because mm-hmm. whether he's likable, relatable, however the players feel about him, he certainly seems to have an air where guys want to play for him. And Jordan Poyer was on NFL Network and kind of accidentally said his name before he got cut off. Like the Miami speculation for Poyer is very, very strong, and I'd be shocked if he signs anywhere yeah. else at this point. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Um, yeah, I, I agree. It looks like Mike McDaniel – you know, he gets a lot of high marks in those categories. You know, it seems like he he's very he's very much a player's coach and treats them well, and people like that. And it is Miami, and it's warm. There's no state income tax. They have a lot of built-in kind of reasons why people would want to go there and play, and they were very good last year. Um, I also think, actually, especially if they get Rodgers, the Jets are starting to become that. It seems like Robert Sala is that kind of guy where players want to go, and they have star power now. They have the two rookies of the year, and they have Brees Hall. And if they get Rodgers, like, it could be suddenly, how about that? Now, there's two sides of this. Number one, wow, look at the AFC East. Suddenly you got these teams where free agents want to go. They're really good. They're on the rise. This is super competitive. And then the other side where you're like, <laughs> there's the New England Patriots. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody want to go there and play for Bill Belichick Right, anymore? right. No, I mean, it's just I say it a little bit in jest, but isn't that funny how – it's kind of changed for so many years. It was, 
I remember Dan Shaughnessy every year in the Boston Globe writing an article, a column, about how, once again, the Patriots are in a division with a bunch of tomato cans, and they're going to walk to the division. And honestly, because of what you just said, and then you couple that with, I think, what the Jets are doing, you could be looking at the exact opposite right now, where the other three teams are the destinations, and the Patriots are trying to play catch-up to all of them. Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. His appearance brought to you by New York's only outlet, outlet liquor. When it's time to stock up, it's the best place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Sal, should we expect restructures announced soon? Field Yates tweeted out a, a, three of yeah. them. The Chargers with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, the Dolphins with Bradley Chubb, and the Panthers restructured a tackle. The Bills, it's not even just a free up space to get into free agency. They have to do some restructures, period, right? Like They're, they're, they're far yes. enough over that these are going to come probably in the next, what, couple days, you think? I would think so. Yeah, <clears throat> probably. I mean, they have until the fifteenth to get under the uh, cap. Fifteenth at four p.m. You'd probably want to make sure that you know you'd get him done before then, and they'll check out the landscape. They, you know, they'll try to do things to make sure a they get under the cap, and b they'll have enough room to play with once the fifteenth comes around. And I think they'll probably want to do that probably before the thirteenth. Who knows? Because the thirteenth's the negotiating window when that opens. Look, the Bills are about sixteen to seventeen million dollars over the cap right now. Josh Allen, though, has a $27.5 million base salary. With one stroke of the pen, you can turn that into $1.5 million and save $26 million on the, well, because you're going to then you're going to make it into a signing bonus. So 26 of it gets put in signing bonuses, and then you divide that by five, and whatever that is, that's the extra amount. So, okay, he's going to count. You can, you can basically save 21 to 22 just by restructuring Josh Allen in that way. You're going to be under the cap immediately. Then you have Von Miller. He has a $13 million roster bonus, 13.3. You can turn that into a signing bonus. By doing that, you'd save another probably close to $10 million. Just by doing those two moves, you can save about $30 million, let's say. And that's on the conservative side, depending on how they do that. I mean, you're already, you know, right there with um, not only having getting under the cap, but having, what, 10 to $15 million available. I mean, again, like I said, the numbers aren't perfect right there, the example. But it's pretty easy to be done. And then you have the releases. Where do they come from? Naheem Hines, is he somebody? He's got a pretty big number, 4.9. Isaiah McKenzie, is he somebody? He's at 2.2. I mean, right there, that's $7 million with those players. Not saying, oh, yeah, just let him go. Maybe they do. Maybe they find a way to keep them on reduced pays. I don't know. But you can easily get under the cap and have, I would say, pretty sufficient room to operate. All right. It's exciting. It's an exciting time of year. You know, I mean, following all these teams and seeing what might happen and i'm ready for rumor season you know get around the the free agency period bringing in visits or, or having visits um you know the bills yeah. they've, they've got more holes to fill than last year last off season was kind of like a all right run it back and you know plug a hole or two and they brought in vaughn which was of course yep. a big deal and this time around i don't know if anybody's expecting a Vaughn level deal but like you said you can never rule it out anymore which is kind of fun you have you have a team that's not afraid to swing i think we can we can pretty much say that yeah and listen brandon bean said at the uh, his end of year press conference he, you know it's funny like i we hear from fans you know they tweet us they call us whatever people talk to us and there's always a well they're going to take this step back and they're going to have to they know that they're going to have to retool here and brandon bean said that's not going to happen as long as like he's here, as long as they have this window here and they have Josh Allen. Like that's just not going to happen. They're always going to put on the, the try to win the Super Bowl, and that's what I expect. They're going to make those moves. Does it mean that it, it's easy? No. Does it mean that you know they have to they can re-sign everybody and get every free agent they want? Of course not. 
But they have not, they're not thinking in their mind, you know, we have to take a step back here to take two steps forward later. It's just not how it's going to work. They're going to do that. So that's why it is exciting. One rumor I, I wanted to hear about was who the next Syracuse coach would be, Jeremy. I don't yeah. know if you guys have talked about it today, but I, 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 uh, it's kind of anticlimactic, and that is nothing against Adrian Autry. Like, I love Adrian Autry. He is actually, he played there when I first arrived there for a couple of years, and I love him, but I was always hoping that they. I really hoped they would go outside the program once Beheim left because I just think it would have been a job that so many really good candidates would want to come yeah. to Syracuse and you'd have such a, a great pool that you could choose from. Yeah, and on the Beheim thing, so he's pushed out basically, right? It sounds like he's kind of been pushed yeah. out like, thanks for your time, we're moving on. And, you know, Sal, I, I think you can make this point for a lot of sports. You don't have to like the transfer portal and you don't have to like – NIL. But the fact that your head coach, Jim Beheim, if, if he's going to be behind the times and he's not going to yep. participate in it, he can't stay no matter who you are. It'd be like an NBA coach trying to win in the low post instead of shooting threes. Like You've got to adapt with the game, and if you're not going to, you're going to lose. And I'm sorry, but you've got to go. Well, you know that There are advancements in each and every sport. Baseball with the shift. If you didn't follow the way that bullpens are managed, and if you were just going to be this I mean, dinosaur is always like this old term. He, he might hate what has become of college basketball, but it has happened. And if you're not going to adapt, you're going to go. Yeah, and it seems like over the last year or so, he's talked a lot more about being, having to do that and knowing he has to do that. But you're right. He's just so set in his ways and so used to the way. And I, I don't love it. I really don't. But you're right. You have to do that now. Look, and he makes – even Beheim said, NC State – Pit like these teams now they're good because it's all a team full of transfer portal kids did you hear the stat of the day the other day Jeremy from Matt Park when he was on no we tweeted about it oh my god Joe and I were blown away so Matt Park play-by-play play play of Syracuse football and basketball yep he came out with us the other day to preview the ACC tournament I said that is the stat of the day Joe remembers the stat of the day is and it's true we looked it up the average age of the Pitt Panthers basketball starting lineup is older than the average age of the Oklahoma City Thunder starting lineup yeah it's amazing. So you're right about that. And um but there's a lot there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot to talk about with Beheim and everything that went into it and you know obviously the his personality and grumpiness and all that. And I could do without all of that. You know, yep. let's move on. Um but you're right. And, and it did so seem to me yesterday. I I watched that press conference. I was more confused leaving. I here's what I got out of it. And if anybody listened to it or watched it or whatever. He basically wanted the university to say, no, please, Jim, stay one more year. And he was basically saying that to Donna DeTota and Mike Waters, like, well, it's their decision. And they was, well, do you want to come back? Well, I keep saying it's their decision. No, I mean, but what do you want, Jim? Because he clearly didn't say, I want to leave and or I'm going to retire. But then he did. To me, he wanted the university to beg him to come back. It didn't happen. They finally, finally, finally took a stand. And he said, okay, well, then I guess I got to go. Yep. This reminds me, Sal, like there's always these hills to die on. At one point, wasn't Beheim very much against one and duns? Like that was the old. Yes. And, yes. One, and his only title came from a one and done well, guy. That's right. But, you know, in fairness, so was Coach K. But yep. guess what Coach K did? He got to one and duns. He said, he said I got to recruit all the one and duns. Yep. And then he did, and he still won a bunch of national championships. Yep. If you don't, if you don't stay up, you're going to fall behind. And, you know, it ends up being what Beheim is. So. All right, Sal. Well, I mean, I'm with you. I'm kind of renewed on Adrian Autry, and hopefully things go well sure. for the Orange from here. I, I'm, I, I'm happy for him. I'm excited to see what he can do. 
And it also is easier if he is if, if he's not that good, if they stay where they are or go backward, it's also easier to move on from Adrian Autry than it was to move on yep. from Jim Beheim. So yep. let's see how it goes. I would have <laughs> loved somebody from the outside, but hey, let's let let's see where it is now. I'm I'm a, I'm a little energetic, like you said about I, it. I saw an interview with I saw Mike Hopkins made a statement on from from Washington. He was the heir apparent in 2015 when Beheim had a th- he had a three year exit strategy eight years ago. <laughs> so like, I mean, yeah. Jeremy, he was the heir apparent in like when they won the national championship. And yeah. He's on the bench with them, right? I mean, it's crazy. It's a little That's bit how like, long it's been. It's like how Garoppolo had to leave New England eventually. Like, all right, you were supposed <laughs> to be the guy, but this guy will not leave. All right, I know. Extra point show. What do you guys got coming up today? Uh, yeah, extra point show. And who did I? Uh, hold on, we do have somebody coming on, and now I forget who's coming on with us today. But I'll remember it. Oh yeah. Oh, we're gonna talk Giants. We got Paul Dettino. He's the uh, the he's the play by play guy who filled in a couple years ago gotcha. when we were um, in New York and the Bills played the Jets. But we're gonna talk to Paul about the Giants and their moves and uh, what's coming up in the offseason and obviously Brian Dable and Joe yep. Shane and what they did with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Plus, obviously, we'll talk about the Bills and what's cap- happening here. Another big Sabers game tonight as well. Very good, Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. Thanks, Sal. You got it. When we return, the return of Juicy Rumors. We're getting to the NFL free agency period, the legal tampering or the player contact period. Some rumors. Who's out there? Who do you want? And, Joe, we should talk about how to spend $18 million. How do you want to spend it? Is that the number? 17? How do you want to spend? 16 at least. How do you want to spend $16 million, Brandon Bean? No, if Edmonds leaves, Mm -hmm. that's tough. It's a big hole to fill, but that is a big paycheck to give to Anybody you want. 803-0550 to join us on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.